Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. Oh, my dear, wonderful friends, it's lovely to visit with you each week, and especially now, as we approach the end of our ninth year, believe it or not, of doing these these Seek Reality programs and podcasts together. Finally, after years of talking about it, we're preparing the content for Seek Reality online, and we've been putting together almost 150 amazing Seek Reality interviews that we've done over the past nine years. Some of them are even with really special people who have already transitioned and gone home, and they're waiting for us now, and I won't say on the other side because it's actually right where we are now. We just can't see them. They're in a different, higher vibration. The whole purpose of Seek Reality Online is going to be, of course, to give you a way to learn for certain in only maybe a year or two, but it took Craig Hogan and me decades, decades to learn that your life is really as eternal and that it's impossible for you ever to die. And our wonderful guests today actually are two people who are yet more living proof of that fact. Carol Morgan and Mikey Morgan are with us today for the 16th time. And I think by this point, everybody knows who they are. But just very briefly, Mikey is a genuine sixth level being who had last incarnated in the 16th century. And as you know, the sixth level is a level just below the source level of what we call the afterlife. Actually, it's a much greater greater area than that. We now realize we, it's something we call the astral plane. Mikey is a very advanced being, very advanced indeed. He had become very concerned about the state of the world. So, and actually many of the people who are with him there also are very concerned, but he chose to do something about it. That's the kind of guy he is. He chose to take a voluntary lifetime on earth that began in 1987 and it ended in 2007, ended on earth here when he was only 20 so he could speak to us through his mother in the voice of a modern, very hip, 20 year old. And I know what you're thinking. I can read your mind. You're thinking talk is cheap, right? I didn't believe any of this either, but I met Carol Morgan in 2011 and I've tested Mikey extensively in over many years. And I can now say to you without question, Mikey Morgan is exactly who and what he claims to be. Not only have I seen him answer hundreds of questions about the afterlife without making a single mistake, but, but he answers every question and even complicated or really very advanced questions quickly confidently and completely. And sometimes he even adds a bit of information that's entirely consistent. He actually knows more about this world than I do. And after I've studied the afterlife for 50 years, I'd say that's a, that says something major. At this point, we consider Mikey Morgan to be our resident expert. So Carol, I'm so glad you're with us today. And Mikey, welcome, sir. I'm delighted to have you with us again. Thank you, Roberta. It's always fun being on these shows. Thank you very much. We do have 
fun, don't we? Carol, for those who haven't yet heard Mikey answer questions, perhaps you might just tell us a bit about Mikey when he was a child. Well, he was uh, an athletic young man. He was a very kind man. In fact, it was interesting. Just the other day, I ran into a friend of his from high school who I never met before and didn't even know of this young man. And he was shocked to find out I was Mikey's mom. And he told me, he said, when I was in high school, it was so difficult. And there were so many kids that could be mean. He said, but Mikey was so kind to me, he said. He took me under his wing and watched over me. And, and he said, I can't say enough good about your son. And that made me feel so good because when Mikey was here, he really was a wonderful young man, full of fun. He had many friends. He was um, athletic, but he loved music too and the messages in music. And so um, it, it just made me feel good to hear this from someone who um, I've never met before. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, um, he was a very advanced being. Just to give everybody a 30-second tour, and there will be a much, of course, a much more extensive kind of tour when Seek Reality Online goes live. But um, we there are almost infinite levels of what we think of as the afterlife or the greater reality. And the sixth level is almost the source level, um, the Godhead level. This is about as high as you can go and not actually join the Godhead. Um, very advanced being. This is this is a really, really, of course he would be a nice person, about as nice a person as you can imagine, and always concerned about and loving to others. So to hear that he was that kind of a person in high school is not surprising at all. He came to the earth that way. And you tell wonderful stories about him. You tell, I mean, some kind of give you the shivers a little bit. Um, you, you told him to, to wear his hat in the sun because he, he didn't, you didn't want him to get skin cancer. And, and he said, mom, something else is going to get me a long, a long time before I could get skin cancer. That kind of gives you the shivers now a little bit, because of course, something else did. Yes. I mean, he, it's like his subconscious knew he was going to leave and early. And um, yeah, there were things that he would say that would, you know, it just kind of set me back. So um, <clears throat> that all came to me, of course, when I found out about the accident that did take his physical life. And I just thought, wow, it's like he knew, you know, but oh my, the devastation at the time was just overwhelming. But I have learned really how close he is. I mean, I always tell people he literally sits on my right shoulder and he does. I mean, whenever I ask him for help, he's there. And, 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 it, and it's, it's a relief and it's a, a, just a different type of relationship that I have with him. It's a spiritual connection versus, you know, physical. And I do miss the physical um, connection of him being present, but I do know he's still present just I just can't see him. And it's uh, it has given me such hope and has helped all of us really so much. That, well, you just said something interesting I'd like to point out. You said he sits on your right shoulder. One of the things that people are asking me more and more is how they can be in closer touch with their primary guide. He has basically uh, moved to become your your 
primary, I think, spirit guide or, or yes. And and that's if you want to get to know your primary guide closer, these are t- two things you should say to your primary guide. First, what you, what shall I call you? Ask for a name because it, it, it's easier for you to differentiate your guide from, from your own thoughts if you can can talk to that person with a name. Now, I, I, if she can say Mikey, it's easier than just, just, it, than just thinking of, oh, okay, which of the thoughts in my mind is actually his and which is mine? The second thing you should say is, please step outside of my, my own mind. And, they, and your guide will do it. Um, when I said that to my own guide, Thomas, he did it. He stepped outside to my left shoulder. Why did he do that? I'm left-handed. Carol is right-handed. That and is correct. Typically, <laughs> that's what they will do. They will step outside to your, to your own primary side. And um, that's a little tiny tip. One of the things we're going to be doing again in Seek Reality Online is teaching you how to begin to have a real relationship. They're not separate. They'll never be separate from you. But your guide can and is willing usually to have a a more of a sort of uh, you and me relationship, if that's what you want. And frankly, it's the it's the best kind of relationship you can possibly have, even though they'll, they'll never be separate from you. As you can see, she has a joyous relationship with, with her son, who is also her primary guide. Uh, and the relationship I have with my Thomas is the richest relationship in my life. He is my best, best friend. And uh, I never understood how, what a joyous relationship that it, it really is possible to have. Um, we'll be talking so much more about these relationships um, than I ever thought I'd even want to talk about it, frankly. But it enriches your life more than you could know. But okay, people want to hear um, more about some of these questions people have been sending to us. And what we do is this. Carol is extremely, and so is Mikey, they're, they're extremely careful about the relationship that they have. And they want to make sure that all of these questions are carefully asked and answered. Now, talk about how you ask these questions and how Mikey answers them. Well, I do use a pendulum, but I also hear him telepathically. And I literally hear his voice. It's the voice that he had here. I hear him in my head, but I use the pendulum. And I always start out with a a ritual, um, I guess you would call it, where I ask for God's protection and guidance as I call for Mikey. And I also do ask questions that um, to identify him, though um, he tells me, mom, you know, that we're, we're very connected. And so, but I still do this ritual. He tells me it's good practice for me to do that. And I always do start with the pendulum. I do. I call him in and I have a little letter disc thing that I use and he moves the pendulum very precisely. He always identifies himself. He'll, I'll ask him some questions that only he would know the answer to before I start. And then I ask him questions and I listen for the answer and I will quickly confirm it with the pendulum. But we move very, we move much quicker now than, of course, we used to. I mean, I know, Roberta, when I first started with the book, I mean, one chapter, I literally did letter for letter. Um, (laughs) Right. But 
it ultimately, a lot of the book was, you know, through telepathic communication. I mean, he calls it channeling. And I literally hear his voice. And so then I write down, I ask him the question. I always talk to him out loud, pretty much. And then I, um, you know, I take the answer and go from there, go to the next question. So that's how I do it. And I've practiced my skill a lot and it's improved very well over the years. Let's talk about what the book is just briefly. Um, they wrote a book and this is one of the best books on the afterlife that exists. I recommend it so highly. It's called Flying High in Spirit, a young snowboarder's account of his ride through heaven. Um, this is Mikey's book. Every word of it is Mikey's work. Um, the title is Mikey's. Everything is Mikey's. And it's a terrific book. Um, it's it's full of humor. It's it's full of his personality, really. Um, and and um, I just love it. If you can get it on Amazon. And uh, as I say, I can't recommend it highly enough. I hear from people all the time who think the only part I had in it was that I sort of kept urging and encouraging and uh, and helped them to get it published. That was it. Um, they This is their book. This is Mikey's book. Um, and I'll give you the title again at the end of the uh, of, of the program. And in addition, we'll put it in the show notes. So anyway, let's talk about the first question. They, they basically, these are questions that people have asked. They've carefully answered. And then they've said, they've said here are the questions we want to have uh, uh, you ask so that we can answer them. How does time work? This is a great question. People ask me this all the time. I have some answers, but I want to hear these answers. How does time work where you are? How does it feel? Do you have any sense of the past? And do you plan your future? So, you know, Mikey tells me in the afterlife, there is no time. We are in the present. So he says in this dimension that we are on, on earth, we are under the rules and laws of time, which gives uh, the opportunity for sequence of events, you know, you have the past, present, and the future. Um, it gives progression of life here, etc. But in the afterlife, when we return, everything is in the present. Now, I have a hard time wrapping my head around this one. I mean, this is, um, but anyway, he'll tell me that we live in the present. He said it's actually what feels the most, the most normal or natural to him. He tells me that the sense of the past, he says, think, he says, the sense of the past is simply the knowledge that is gained. So he said, yes, we remember things certainly of our experiences, but the past is really about the knowledge gained. He says, that's how he looks at the past is knowledge gained from the experiences. When I asked him, I said, do you plan the future? He says what he plans or, and again, there's, you know, it's in, everything's in the present, which I, I cannot understand how this <laughs> is, but anyway, right, right. he says, I, I think about what further knowledge I want to gain for spiritual growth. So he says, when I think about my future, I'm thinking more about my progression spiritually. How can I improve myself spiritually 
is how he looks at future. So it's really about, he, he has it more like it's about his knowledge. So the past is knowledge gain. The future is how to progress with knowledge, you know, moving forward or, you know, but again, it's all in the present. So there is no rules of time in the right. afterlife dimensions. Yeah, it does make your eyes cross when you try to understand it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mikey. That does, that makes sense because that's what they all tell us. They say you will not understand it until you get here. But when you get here, you will say, why did this not make sense to me before? It makes perfect sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, another question. Do you live in a house? He says, yes, he can live in a house. Um, He says he has a house. So he talks about in the summer land levels, especially. So when he goes to these different dimensions um, where he has a lot of interaction with interactions with loved ones or whether he's doing his snowboarding or listening to music or whatever, he says, yes, we can have a house. He has a house. And he talks about that. Literally, we can create exactly the type of home we had here and for and he says often when we first transition back to the afterlife that is what we have for comfort because you know we want to feel comfortable when we return and so he says yes he does have a house um he talks about though like in the sick and when he's in the higher planes he says sometimes i don't stay in a house i'm not in a house And um, he says it's more, it's just, he says there's just so much love and joy. And there's this energy, he he almost describes, he describes them like energy fountains. And he says, I can't even tell you how glorious it is. And he (laughs) says, and when you're in that presence, he said, you don't really need a house, you know, but definitely when he's in the Summerland area or whatever, he says, yes, he will have a house, a place that he calls home. It's, it's, it really is amazing. Just very briefly, everybody, there are seven, the, the afterlife researchers are the ones who have applied these seven sort of collectives of energy levels. The lowest um, of which we are aware is what uh, Jesus called the outer darkness, where there is wailing and gnashing of teeth. And we put ourselves there, no judge does. And we do it only if we can't forgive ourselves. We forgive everybody else once we get there. We, if we can't forgive ourselves for things we've done on earth, we end up there. Um, the one above it is sort of the recovery level. That's level two. Levels three through five are what the Vikings called the Summerland levels. I think it's interesting here. A sixth level being even uses the term, but that they're the beautiful sort of where most people end up. Summerland levels, levels three through five. Level six, of course, is where Mikey lives. But levels three through five are very earth-like, except much more gorgeous. Nothing dies there. Everything there is absolutely beautiful. And then there's level six. Now, interesting thing about Mikey. um, We all go to this, basically, the Summerland levels at night of the astral. You can't go to the afterlife until you're dead. But we can go to the astral plane and we meet with our spirit guides many nights 
in, in, the, in the astral, only we don't remember it because we have um, amnesia for those meetings. But on occasion, Thomas says, let me remember those meetings for various purposes. And, and years ago, he, for some reason, uh, let me remember a meeting that we had had and Mikey attended it. And Mikey, it, this was the most hysterical thing. Mikey attended it and he had been snowboarding and he still had his <laughs> snowboard only he, this, and, and, and he, but he, because he's a six level being, he can elect not even to be physical. So he was, he was alternately a brilliant sort of uh, a, a ball of light and a kid on a snowboard. And, and he was at the meeting and I, I've never forgotten that. I mean, it was hysterical this is this is this twenty year old kid, and then intermittently he was a ball, a ball of light. I mean, Mikey, you are the most amazing friend I've ever had. I have to say, um, but he's totally genuine and 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 spontaneous and fun, and totally without ego. That's another thing I want everyone to understand. A person at that level has no sense of being special. I mean, that's all worn away a long time ago. He doesn't feel self-important at all. Don't you get that sense, Carol, too? Oh, for sure. I mean, he is, a, well, he's kind of a humble bumble, you know, as we that's know. That's right. That's who he is. Humble bumble are too funny. But She's it's true. I mean, he really <laughs> is. I'll never forget when he first told me, I didn't know what it meant, you know. He said, Mom, just so you know, I'm, I'm on the sixth plane or category or whatever of this energy. And I said, oh, what does that mean? And I, he says, well, nothing really. Just letting you know that's where I'm at. <laughs> you know, so, yes, no way. I mean, I, I had no idea. So then when I told you, I said, well, when someone asked me, you know, well, what I said, well, he says he's on this level. I said, I don't know what that means, but, you know, whatever. Said, no, and, you know, true. <laughs> right. No, but he, but he really, he really is delightful because. You know, this is like someone, someone who happens to be a billionaire. He said, but I don't really have much. You know, that's kind of spiritually, he's a billionaire. I mean, he really is. I, you know, he, he'd give Elon a run for his money, but spiritually, but he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't seem it at all. That's who he is. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Anyway, so all right. So he has a house whenever he feels like it, but he doesn't have a house because it doesn't matter to him. Right. That's exactly correct. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about his dogs. Now, when he left you, he had dogs and they gradually joined him. Let's talk about dogs in the afterlife. So dogs, our loving pets are absolutely there and waiting for us. In fact, I know in the book, he does describe this concept of the rainbow bridge that we hear about is a true concept, he said. So he said, our pets are absolutely there and waiting for us in this loving, fun place. And yes, he does have the dogs and he talks about the dogs and how crazy silly they still are. You know, they're youthful, they're fun. They're You know, it's not like they were when they crossed over, you know, when they're sick or elderly pets yeah they're youthful again and their personalities are exactly the same and he talks about them and they are with him 
very often, he said when they're not, when he, when they're not with them, when there's times, he says when they're with other loved ones or whatever, but he always rejoins with these pets. And he says they are of a different soul group of a different type of soul group, but you know, there's a lot of pure love in these pets of ours and they're absolutely still a part of us and they have souls as well it's just a different they're of a different type of soul group so he said they don't have to reincarnate like we do as far as for soul progression but they are connected to us absolutely and it's all about love i mean those connections even with our pets does not end no and, and you know what the best thing about having pets there is you don't have to walk them and you don't have to feed them. That's, That's the correct. Best, best thing about having pets there. Another wonderful thing about having pets is that um, it isn't just dogs or cats. Um, my own very, very much more treasure than any possible pet is my horse. I had him, I got him when he was six months old and um, we, I had him till he was just under, just, just a little less than 30. And um, my, my guide, my primary guide, Thomas has already promised me that, um, he will bring him to my bedside and I get to ride out on him and I can hardly wait. I'm not going to ride a horse until I get to ride out on, on my bow. So if you have any pet that you really love, um, be assured that pet is going to, if, if, if it won't be heaven, unless your pet chameleon is there, I think you can be pretty assured your pet chameleon will be waiting for you. That's correct. I'm telling you, those <laughs> connections never end. And you know, love pets, is what you know, I, I always say, and Mike, you'll see too, I always say that, you know, a lot of these pets are literally teachers of unconditional love. Yes. Oh, they're a gift. They are pets are a gift. And so, and Mikey will say, you know, they're little teachers. They're yes. teachers that come here to teach us about unconditional love. And um, so those it's I just think they're awesome. They're so wonderful. Yes. Oh, yes. No, but that's beautiful. So when they're not with him, they're with other, basically other people that they love or. Yeah. Other loved ones. But Mike, he says, you know, they, he, he says they're with him a lot and he talks about, oh, you know, his golden retriever, Chelsea. I mean, he says, mom, she still wants to play fetch all the time. And so (laughs) they don't, he says, I'm telling you, they don't change. He says the personality is exactly the same. And that's even with us as human beings. Mikey says, when we cross over, I mean, our personality is with us. I mean, if we're silly and fun here, I mean, we're silly and fun there. I mean, that, that <laughs> right. doesn't stop. So, yeah. So, so you, you want to cultivate your own personality really to be someone you want to be with because you're going to be with yourself for a very much longer time than you think. That's right. So, so, so you want to become a very nice person that you really like because that's who you're going to be for quite a while. That's for sure. All right. Let's talk this one. I, when I saw this on the list, I thought, I can't wait to hear what he says about this. Tell us about some of your travels in the afterlife, Mikey. So again, there's infinite dimensions he talks about, and he talks about different dimensions where souls join and they celebrate eras of, well, 
eras of experiences that they've had. Now, whether it's from the earth or other places, they can create, we can create like the Renaissance times here, or, um, you know, being here in different centuries, we can recreate some of that with consciousness energy. It's a, it's a collective um, effort <coughs> with these souls that can do this. And so Mikey says, you can literally experience different eras from earth time, for example, in these dimensions. And he says, it's fun to see how much fun these souls are having reliving these eras that they so enjoyed when they were whether here or in different um, areas or dimensions of the afterlife for learning. And so he talks about that. Some of the most interesting things he has seen. So he talks to me, Roberta, and he talks to me about energy. Oh, he says, he doesn't know how to, he's trying to describe this to me in a way that I'd understand. He talks about like in the sixth plane of these dimensions. What's that? This is amazing to me because I've heard a little bit about this, but nobody really knows much about it. So you're really breaking new ground here. He, he talks about energy fountains and how beautiful these are. Okay. This energy of love and light and color. So I said, can you describe anything on earth that I could possibly simulate this to? And so he mentioned Niagara Falls to me at night. He said, when we, so we went to Niagara Falls on a vacation and at night they will light up the falls with different colored lights. It changes color. And Niagara Falls, it's just very powerful and magnificent as far as the power, the energy of the water and how the spray of the water reflects up and through the light. And so he says, take that image and multiply it by a thousand. And that's how this is. He says, it's so magnificent. And so that's what he, he says, that's the most interesting or amazing thing he feels that he has seen in these afterlife dimensions. And of course, this is the higher uh, dimensions he's talking about. All right. So, but he is sixth level. So he can basically go anywhere he likes. What about someone who has achieved the third level or the fourth level? They can't necessarily go all the places he can go. No. Um, it's that he always says, you know, it, you can always go lower, but it's like there's a resistance or whatever to try to go higher if you're not at that point. And he says, so ultimately that is part of the drive that makes us, you know, want to progress ourselves spiritually, because the higher our vibration, the more glorious our reality is. Yep, totally true. I I tell this to people, they, they don't believe it. Now you've just heard it right from the horse's mouth. It's absolutely right. It's absolutely true. And that's, that's ultimately why we keep coming back. I mean, so many people say, I'm never doing this again. Oh, yes, you will. It's like every hunger you have ever, ever had in your life combined. 
makes you want to come back here and this time and then but the trouble is carol that when people come back here they forget why it was so important to come back and they make the same mistakes over again my hope is that if we can once teach people why they came back maybe this time they're going to make it's not that hard to grow spiritually that's what's frustrating to me if we can just make people remember why they came back this time they're going to try to do it right you know it's you know it's interesting how you say that because really mikey always tells me it's really just about being nice it's yes. not that hard now if <laughs> right. you think about if everybody was just nice or you take the golden rule, you know, treat others as you would want to be treated. Right. Think how great it would be here, you know? Yes, yes. I mean, I, I have looked at Eastern religions. I have looked at, I have looked at so many different ways to grow spiritually. Do you know what works the best and fastest? The I, gospel. That's all you have to do is live the gospel. I'm not even talking about Christianity. Put that aside. Put all yeah. the Christian dogmas aside and just do what Jesus said. If you do that, you can ace it in one generation and be where Mikey is now. I'm telling you that as a fact. It's, it's true. Easy. I mean, it's it's true. I mean, there's been great, <laughs> excuse me, spiritual teachers that have said the same. I mean, over and over. And if people just did, you Read know, first Corinthians the 13 walk. and live it and you can be where Mikey is when you die that's all you have to do yeah I mean, people make it hard i don't get it right it's but you know what happens here is the influence of materialism oh. society rules um there's so and that's why this dimension is such a hard school because mikey says i'm telling you this is it's hard here because of the outside influences and then you got ego thrown in there but you know yeah. society rules peer pressure materialism all of that it's you know you get sucked into that and then there's then that can be a problem you know oh my goodness they take it they take something that's so simple and they make it so hard. Oh, I, I would you please put on the list? I'd, I'd like to hear about some more of his travels, because that's something which we have always wanted to know more about. But the problem is the most glorious stuff, only someone at Mikey's level really could tell us about. And and there's there aren't many people at his level who who are still, you know, he's I think he's deliberately delaying, um, you know, his his assumption into the seventh level in order to be able to tell us more. And I'm very grateful to him for that. I didn't even know it was possible to delay as much as he has. But I've learned a lot more even since I met you, Carol, about what what is possible to be done. And there are other people, too, who are delaying their assumption uh, in order to tell us more, because I think what they're trying to do basically is save the world at this point. That's how bad things have gotten on Earth. Well, they're, yeah, they're trying to help us. I mean, in many so, different avenues. Yes. So many of them are working together to try to try to, to help us. <laughs> so so talk about snowboarding. I think this is so much fun. Someone at his level is a snowboarder. Is he still snowboarding? Of course he's still snowboarding. <laughs> um, so, yes, he is still snowboarding. I don't think he'll ever give it up. Uh, and, you know, he, he loves it. You know, I mean, it was his passion here. And he says it's so fun. And he says what's fun about it, too, is the interaction with other souls and loved one who enjoy the same thing. So 
what we enjoy here, we enjoy there. And he says, I, you know, he loves to do it. And he describes the snow there as just beautiful, powdery, crystally of, of it's not icy like here. He says, it's just puff. And, but it, it you can, it, he says, it doesn't have to feel cold, but if you want it to feel cold, you can have it feel cold, <laughs> um, but he says it's just so fluffy and and kind of just it's just beautiful. I mean, he says I, it's different than the snow textures here as far as when it can be more crunchy or. But if you want to ex still experience that, he said you can. But generally speaking, he says for him, he likes the real fluffy um it, and he says it's just so soft and pure, you know, and so and he says, you know, he can do all the crazy tricks and then some, you know, that he did here. And he's so much better than he used to be <laughs> on the snowboard. So, you know, you're literally your imagination takes you, you know, the great thing is. You can't possibly be injured. It's not possible to injure that. That's body. correct. You cannot get injured, which is a good thing. <laughs> Yes. So you could. And one time when we were talking about it, he said, I'm better than Sean White now. I oh, guess yeah. He, he, he was such a Sean White fan. And, you know, and that doesn't surprise me. It was interesting. I know I'm going off track here a little bit, but when they yeah. interviewed Sean White after the Olympics this year, the guy is a class act. His interview was so outstanding and it was he he's just he's an inspiration and I thought to myself no wonder Mikey loved him so much when he was on the planet because he's just like Mikey I mean it was and he has the same color hair his hair is auburn too you know <laughs> just I mean it's I mean I anyway, I was very impressed with how he was at the Olympics for sure this year <laughs> Well, I, I, I just think it's so, but, but that just tells you, everyone, um, you, you, don't, you don't get a halo and you don't get a, you know, if, if you want, you can wear spirit robes, of course, and, and uh, whatever you'd like to do, but um, you, don't, you don't change, you, you're, you're still yourself. So you want to cultivate the kind of person you'd like to be there for sure. And um, I mean, that's one of the things Jesus said, build up, build up the kind of wealth you really want, because that's the kind of wealth you're going to have there. And uh, everything there is, as my mother-in-law, who, who grew up during the Depression, said, uh, you can have whatever you want, and you don't need money. And that's for sure. Um, if, you, if you build the kind of a spiritual wealth that you get to really take home, uh, you, can, you can live in a palace. It doesn't matter. You can have whatever you want there. And uh, you'll be, everybody, everybody listening to this will be there before you know it. And that's the place that really matters. And if you're a snowboarder, apparently you can have exactly the kind of powder you want and snowboard as much as you want. And it's impossible to get hurt. So, um, and for me, I get to ride my horse or drive him. He preferred to be driven. And I'm probably sure he feels the same way now that he felt then. So we'll be doing driving on the perfect, perfect driving trails uh, as far as we want. It's going to be wonderful. So let's change um, our, our focus a little bit and talk about something that I think a lot of people want to know more about. What happens to people who commit suicide? So Mikey, first of all, has said to me regarding suicide, what people need to understand is mental illness is no different than physical illness. 
And that is how it's looked upon in the afterlife. So we, you know, with depression, um, people try to treat it just like we try to treat physical disabilities or illnesses. But sometimes it doesn't work. Okay. And so then the person takes their life. I'm going to use the first the example of depression. Mikey says they are guided to a place of counsel. And so he talks about there's dimensions in the afterlife, kind of in the summerland levels, where there's loving guidance there and counseling there. Because he said, first of all, they're surprised when they get there that they're still alive. You know, they think they've ended everything. Yes but they haven't ended anything. So nope. um, there's a lot of counseling that goes with that. And then Mikey said, as they progress and resolve things, then they end up in the dimension that coincides with their vibrational level. Um, with suicide, when people risk their life for another and it's done out of love, that too is um, a similar process that happens when they transition. If people do a, um, a mass suicide, so where they end up first, they take, you know, you hear of these incidences where they take their whole family down and then they take themselves. Mikey oh, says yeah. that's a lot more challenging when they come back because they realize what they've done. They not only take on the emotions they left behind of themselves, but also of all the people that they took with. So, I mean, that can be even more traumatic. He says suicides that are done under spite or anger is a whole different thing again, because of the intent of the act is, you know, I'm going to show you, I'm going to, you know what I mean? It's that type oh, of a mentality. Yeah. Oh. And he said, that's a whole different deal again, because, that is uh, the it's out, out of the the intent. Oh, and sure. Everything with our actions, of course, Mikey says it's the intent of our actions, and so that is really key of what type of counseling and basically rehabilitation that has to occur when you return to the afterlife is what's associated with when the person takes their life, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you forgive yourself if you killed your whole family, you took away children's lives and stuff, and then you find out? <laughs> yes, it's overwhelming. I mean, Mikey says it is abs it can be absolutely overwhelming. So there is much counseling and guidance and teaching that is needed. And he does say that this is kind of in an aspect of the middle dimensions where this occurs he says there's loving souls that are um that are very involved in this to try to help these other souls work through this because it can be very traumatic for them oh my lord i don't see how you so, I, well i don't see how it's possible to forgive yourself for that I mean, when you do the big yes i mean for now mikey says you know the mental illness that is absolutely like physical illness. I mean, and 
usually the bulk of suicides is depression, usually is, is what I think from a medical, since I was mm-hmm. in the hospital setting, but, you know, you, you do see a lot of depression. And so that's no different than a physical illness, really. Right. So it needs right. to be. Treated. So, so, so it's possible to help them get better is what you're oh, saying. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And he says, good. and they do, but he says the hardest suicide situations he feels from his perspective is when people, you know, do these big group when they take out, you know, more than themselves. Right. Oh, um, is really, and depending on what the situation is and what their intent is, he says, again, intent is very important. Uh, It can be very traumatic for them when they return, because when we go back, we realize what we've done and it's really oh. hard to forgive ourselves, you know? Oh, yes. And forgiving yourself is the most important thing. Learning to forgive while you're while you're here is critical because the hardest thing you ever have to do when you go back home is forgive yourself. I know you think you can do it because you can talk yourself into it, but no. You'll be there with, with guides around you. Maybe Jesus will be there too. And you got to look yourself in the eye and believe me, that's hard. So learn to forgive yourself while here. That's the most important thing you can do. Oh, my dear, we've come to the end of our time, but we'll do this again soon. Oh, Mikey, you are such a star. I can't begin to tell you how much I love you. Thank you so much for doing this for us. What a sacrifice it is you've given us. Thank you. And my dear, what do you and he want us to know and take away from today? Well, he always says, you know, about the importance of being loving and kind and positive in our ways. Just smiling at someone or opening the door for someone else. Any simple, simple act of kindness is so important for us spiritually because there's a trickle effect that we have. And he says positive things brings positive things. And, you know, that has love as the basis. And so he just talks about how important it is for us to be nice. I I guess that's the message I keep saying, but it really is where what he wants everybody to know. Well, bless you both. And um, the, the, there is a MikeyMorgan.com, and one day it may well have its own website. Right now it po- points to RobertaGrimes.com, and we are proud and thrilled to be his contact with the world. And it will probably point to um, SeekReality.com, uh, which will be the new website for Seek Reality online. And uh, he will be, Carol will be coming and probably doing demonstrations and things there. We're still going to be working it out. But meanwhile, she has just retired from her day job. So she's going to be touring the world and doing doing all kinds of fun things. We're going to be waving to her as we do our work. And we're so happy, Carol, to have you part of our lives. And, and Mikey both. thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us, Roberto. We, I do enjoy doing this. <laughs> it's obvious that you do. So big hugs to you both. Thank you. 
And again, we've come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you were here. Isn't this fun? I love doing this. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And never, ever for a moment forget that because it transforms your life in wonderful ways when you really understand that it's true. Next week, our guest will be Patty Henry, and she'll be talking about her book called Two Lifetimes from Fear to Love. While we work together to build Seek Reality Online, which we think, by the way, it will be up and running by the end of June, its purpose is to eradicate the fear of death from this entire planet entirely, joyously, and forevermore. And that's going to change everything. But while we're working on that, it's also important that we understand that raising our personal vibrations from fear to love is very important as well. So please join us next week while we talk with Patty Henry about the process of doing that too. I really hope you'll be here next week. And our guests this week, of course, for the 16th time have been Carol and Mikey Morgan. And I know they need no introduction, but I want to stress to you the fact that Mikey really is genuine. He is a sixth level being. He last incarnated in the 1600s. He volunteered to come back. And by the way, this is almost without precedent in history. As far as I have been able to discover, he chose to come back, didn't have to do it in 1987 took a voluntary lifetime that ended in a car crash, which was planned in 2007, just so he could speak to us through Carol, who swears to me she never would have signed up for this, in the voice of a modern 20-year-old, just so he could answer questions for you. He's the only person I've ever met who's ever done this, and he is real. So if you have any questions that you want them to answer, just Contact me through the Green Talk contact block on robertagrimes.com. I'll get these questions to Carol. Mikey will answer them the next time that he answers questions on Seek Reality because it's so important that you get your questions answered. We all want to hear the answers. We are all right in the process now of finally, finally coming to understand the truth. When we seek, as Jesus said, ask and you will get your questions answered. And he wants us more than anyone possibly could want us finally to understand what's really going on. And in that mold, let's also mention the fact that the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, Institute is Seek Reality's wonderful nonprofit cousin. AREI is headed by our beautiful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. Craig is the sole living person most on top of everything afterlife and greater reality. And AREI puts out a wonderful monthly newsletter. Just go to afterlifeinstitute.org and sign up to learn as much as you can from the man who remains my primary teacher. As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, and The Fun of Living Together, and very soon now, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there's the fun of meeting Jesus, and you can order all these books through bookstores on Amazon.com, and then adult books are available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer all those emails, but just be sure to give me your correct email address or it'll make me sad because I'll answer an email and it'll come right back to me with the wrong, because I gave it the wrong address. 
Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net and all just about anywhere that you can find podcasts. And you can always, of course, just get there's wherever podcasts are found. You can also get the Seek Reality app and for free, just find anywhere you can get apps. And uh, that will just give you automatically the next episode whenever it comes out. Meanwhile, my dear friends, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality. Always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you, in particular, in all the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.